Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Thank you for joining us for this week's Zach Attack, the big play breakdown, where Zach Lanning, the Holy Cross legend, looks at one play and breaks it down. Zach, what do you got for us? Well, Matt, don't freak out. I want to do something a little bit different this week. Uh, and I know I've done a few times uh, Rugby United New York. I promise this isn't a homer pick. But to me, that was the game of the week. Uh, you know, their upset victory over the undefeated, previously undefeated, Giltinis, and I want to do a defensive sequence here today to kind of show and to illustrate uh, how Rugby United was able to slow that that potent Giltini offense down enough uh, to to get you know get themselves a win on the weekend. Okay, I'm I'm embracing your change here. Go right, go go for it, kid. That's that's the spirit, Matt. That's what we got to always embrace the change. The score is 10-9 in the 48th minute uh, in the favor of the Giltinis. New York had kept them in check the entire first half of the game, but we'd seen before uh, this happened when Toronto played the Giltinis close for an entire first half, only to be uh, eviscerated by an offensive avalanche in the second half of the game. Um, So, you know, New York is not out of danger just yet, just because they played one good half. L.A. is threatening with a scrum on Rugby United's five-meter line. Uh, and at this point, New York's both of their starting props, uh, Rochford and Talafo, had been subbed out of the game. So uh, a dangerous spot for, for New York uh, at this point as well. But what follows, Matt, is a defensive sequence that I think was emblematic of the way New York played all game, stifling the Giltinis with consistent defensive pressure. Rugby United dominates the scrum, driving the Giltinis back and ruining any sort of set-piece attack they may have had planned off of the scrum. Luke Cardi, playing fly half for L.A., is forced to scramble to recover the bouncing ball out of the scrum and dance around to try and even just get back to the game line. But once he does, New York swarms him with Andy Ellis and second row Nick Savetta combining on the tackle. The Giltinis are there in support immediately, so Rugby United decides not to commit anyone to this ruck to counter, instead spreading their defensive line wide. Three New York players combine on the next tackle to make sure forward progress is stopped, but only one player actually goes to ground in the tackle, so they're able to continue to slide their line out. Now, New York knows that LA likes to get quick ball out of these rucks, so instead of committing multiple bodies to try and slow it down in the ruck, they're going to use those same bodies to join the defensive line and spread it out to help prevent those really deadly line breaks. Now, LA goes for another few carries to try and move forward, but each time they're met by at least a two-person tackle, preventing the ball carrier from breaking the gain line and getting any forward momentum. Now, it's possible that without Matt Gitto, the LA was limited in their attacking options. They continued here to pound the ball to the right and the left off the ruck with forward pods, not really getting anything creative out into the back line like they may have done in the past. Then, a key moment here as New York's defense begins to wear down a little bit. Uh, Harrison Goddard finds a streaking Adam Ashley Cooper, who's found a small gap in the defensive line but Nate Brakely makes an incredible one-on-one tackle to bring the Aussie superstar to the ground before he can do any real damage and now Ashley Cooper had taken a risk shooting this gap without any support Harrison Goddard tries to ruck over but is easily pushed aside and because Brakely was able to execute on this one-on-one tackle there are multiple New York defenders free to try and get over the ball and ultimately it's Andy Ellis who's able to get in a good poaching position over the ball and draw the penalty on the Giltinis for not releasing After that, New York is able to kick the ball into touch and avert any further danger. So this is really how New York operated all day, Matt, unafraid to meet L.A.'s powerful runners at the line, prevent them from breaking the game line and getting that front foot ball that they really love to get their offense running. You know, all good, Zach. But, you know, there's one thing that we're kind of overlooking. L.A. played some serious defense, too. And, you know, they're dressed in white. They've got the the light blue and the pink. And, you know, they look like, uh, you know, 
they're just like out of a Hollywood movie, but they play hard-nosed rugby and really good defense as well. So, you know, both sides of the ball there. This was this was a physical defensive battle that you could hear the impact of the hitting up in the booth, even with old hearing. You could hear it, and it was just it was something to behold. Yeah, Matt, I agree. I, I was really impressed with the Giltini's ability to get down in, in the muck and, and slug it out with New York. It was the weather was not ideal for them. You know, windy day, rainy day, uh, long flight across country for them. But, but you, you, you got to play with the cards that you're dealt. And the course of this season is going to take its toll on rosters, no matter who you are. But these guys came in here and you could just, you, you know, first of all, there was such a class act. Everybody was cool. Nobody was moaning about the field. Every, you know, they were all smiling. Got to speak to Adam Ashley Cooper on Saturday at the captain's run. A couple of the other guys, Stephen Hoyles and Adam Fr- uh, Fryer, and they're all they're all great guys. And you know, you, you realize at the end of the day, it is just rugby. And one of those, one of them, I think it was Ashley Cooper, said to me, "Hey, man, it's just rugby." You know, and he's like, "How great is this?" And this is a guy that's got 121 caps with the Wallabies, had retired, come back, made the Wallabies again for his, I think, the fourth time in a World Cup. And here he is at Jersey City and smiling. Yeah, and that's one of the great things about MLR, Matt, is you see guys like Adam Ashley Cooper with all of his national caps, you know, for Australia on the same pitch of somebody like Connor McManus, who who got in the game late. Um, you know, I think I audibly uh, gasped when they subbed out Andy Ellis uh, that early in the game. But Connor McManus came in and played some great rugby, was quick to, to the rucks, had a great chase down tackle late in the game. Uh, you know, so that's really the beautiful thing is you get all this experience on the same pitch as, you know, some of these younger uh, uh, local you know, talents from, from the States who all just love to play the game and get out there and hit somebody and, and, and run around uh, even on mother's day, maybe their mothers were a little upset. They weren't at home, but they, they all had a great time. And, and uh, yeah, after that, once the final whistle blows, you shake hands and, and head to celebrate and, and everybody's uh, friends after that. Yeah. And I, you know, there was a bit of a collective gasp about that substitution. And I talked to Andy Ellis afterwards about it. And he was looking at me like I had three heads. He's like, Hey, there's, you know, this, this kid can play rugby and I can't play 80 minutes. There's just no way in hell I can play 80 minutes every game. But I want to get back to something you were talking about briefly before we end um, about the Rucks. L.A., you notice when you're watching them in person, they don't commit a lot of people to the Rucks. They're all across the line, even if they're in their own end defending. And that's a good reason why if they get ball out, they've got 50,000 runners or, or options all ready to go. What else you got for us? Three letters for MLR for next season, Matt, and it's TMO. Uh, that kick, one of those, one of those penalties uh, was clearly was clearly wide right uh, that they gave to LA, um, and you could see from the TV. I know Mike Petrie in the booth and, and was trying to to uh, help the refs out a little bit there because he wants to play again. <laughs> That's it. I said it to him. I said that kick missed. He said, no, well, we don't have the angle. I'm like, bull spit. I, I'd love to see them be able to review some of these things, you know, going forward next season because it, it's a professional game. You want to be sure you get these decisions right. Uh, and that one was – that could have swung the whole balance in a close game like that. Would have been catastrophic if New York lost because of that call, right? And fortunately, we don't have to have this conversation really much more than we are having it now, really, because uh, – no harm, no foul. All right, before we let you go, final thought. That was all I had, Matt. Uh, great competitive slate of games, week eight. I'm looking forward to what week nine has to bring. All right, and on that note, we're looking forward to your next Zach Attack Big Play Breakdown next week. 
after round nine. And in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. And please check out our other segments, including our Major League Rugby Show. Our global rugby recap. What are the odds? Our Major League Rugby Sports Bet Show with the Philly Godfather, John Bradshaw Layfield, the WWE legend, and Gifty Baylou, Martial Law. And please sign up for our American Red Cross Rugby Wrap-Up Blood Donor Team. <laughs>